Ah, yeah. Bill Gentry here, country music artist and creator of the music venue, Wow Bills. I first met Caddy when I was playing an open mic at the Buckboard. Don and I met when I was playing a small stage at Country Fair Olympic Horse Park. Many people don't know that there may not have been a Wild Bills without the support of Cadillac and Donna. Cadillac was even the voice of Wild Bills. One of my favorite memories, before WB's opened, we all three stood together on the concrete stage. As we looked out over the unfinished dance floor, Cadillac looked at me and said, You sure you're ready for this? We all had no idea the insane amount of fun and all the concerts the Wild Bills team would bring to country music fans for years to come. Thanks to you guys. Here's Donna and Caddy with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife and men are babies. Men are babies. Wink, wink, wink. You had your wisdom teeth out last week. And the anticipation leading up to the wisdom teeth, the driving over to have the wisdom teeth removed. That was the first appointment of the day. uh, 8.15 arrival for an 8.45 surgery. The removal of the wisdom teeth. The ride home, which all right, we're going to talk about this next episode. Much of the next episode of my second act will be devoted to my... Just the fact that I don't like to be uncomfortable and I don't like pain mm-hmm. and I don't like to be uncomfortable in every aspect of, of my life, whether it's physical, mental. Um, I just I, I don't like pain and I don't deal well with pain. And I have been in constant pain for about a month now. Well, and that's the, the problem. You were, you were in pain prior to the teeth. And you told me yeah. as recently as the night before we had the teeth out, you were like, I'm ready. Oh, I, I said I can't take there's it no way that the wisdom teeth removal, the surgery is going to be painful, more painful than the pain that I've experienced leading up to it. So yeah. I admit I've been difficult and I've got some good stuff on the right from the right home. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I did surrender my phone though. Thank God. Because I knew that it would not be a good idea. And I even put out a tweet on my Twitter account at ATL Cadillac saying I do not take possession of the next 24 hours of tweets, should there be any, because I am under copious amounts of anesthesia. Okay. Pain medicine. Maybe not anesthesia. The anesthesia wears off. Anesthesia, though, is what makes you just say things that you would never say. I know. I couldn't get out of that room fast enough. In your I life. Didn't, when they were starting to And I even down. told the anesthesiologist and Dr. Dale Duncan, who was our, my oral surgeon, I even said to them beforehand, I said, listen, we all need to sign some non uh, Disclosure. Non-disclosure agreements here because you don't know anything they say. Can you imagine, though, what an anesthesiologist has heard? No. So anyway, um, yeah. I'm still uh, I'm still not uh, all the way. but I've, I've heard there. every 10 minutes. Thank you Donna. for your patience. All right. Donna, thank you okay. for that. All yeah. right. On the way here. What was your core 57 high school? Media Group. I went old school. All right. Okay. Let me read you just a lyric and see if you can, uh, if you can figure out this song. All right, Donna, you ready? I am. Okay. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and a poom, poom, just shake your rump. That's the spice. All I want to do is a, no, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a poom, poom, just shake your rump. All I want to do is a zoom. And then the third line is, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a poom, poom, just shake your rump. Is that the salt shaker? The yin-yang twins? Rex in effect, Donna. 
with oh. Rump Shaker. Okay. All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. Okay, yeah. Now the spice. You're not near as excited about my hype song as I was on the way here today. I'm very excited. That that is definitely that will get that will get people going. We've done a lot of country in the in the past few episodes of the podcast and the 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 song, which are great, but they've been added to the Spotify hype song playlist. I thought we we needed needed to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or as the kid calls the kids call it, that's a bop. And that one is. Mm-hmm. I remember being social director of Talk Kappa Epsilon Fraternity at Western Carolina University for the one year that I was there. What did that entail? Uh, playing a lot of Rex and Effect Rump Shaker. And like pushing kegs out? And a lot like of stuff that we yeah, Cleaning up the next day with a push broom? That's what bro- pledges are for. Oh. You yeah. know how that works. That's All a right. good song. So uh, we're going to add that one, a little tempo, some uh, some old school. Some rump shaking. To the Spotify hype song playlist, in addition to your hype song. So mine was a little more mellow, so it's good that you put something like that on there. Mine is Keith Urban, and it's "Without You" from 2010. I love that song. I sent you a card with the lyrics from that song. It's a great song. What now? Yes, what? I sent you a card one time. I had it specially made, and it had our picture on the front, and it had the lyrics to Keith Urban "Without You" on the backside. And you have it up on your desk at home. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Is it a picture of me and you on the beach? Yeah. Okay. And I, on yes, the back I have side, that on my desk. Yeah. I, I don't know that I remember. I'll go back and look. You look at it too. No, actually, of course I knew that those were the lyrics on it. So without yes. you, my Keith Urban. Yeah. Maybe you can download that little card into your letter. Show people how sweet I am. Okay. And thoughtful. All right. Yes. I love Keith Urban. Big Keith Urban fan. There's so much to choose from with Keith Urban. You know, I think about all the Keith Urban songs and... There's so many songs. I remember when we used to drive up to pick up Will, it would be, there's a banjo on my knee, you know, driving from Georgia to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much great Keith Urban music to choose from. We could add a song a week and we wouldn't even, you know, barely tap the surface. But um, he has a new project out and um, it's a new album called The Speed of Now Part One. It's coming out on September 18th. It is another release, just like, it seems like every album right now that comes out was a delayed release. Um, and there's a new song, Superman, um, which is a great song. I actually heard that and I thought about adding it and I wanted to add a little something older. But um, I think that, again, the delayed release, he said that he's been able to add some new material to the project, which is kind of cool. Was, I think I read that he was nearly done with the album before the pandemic hit, with the exception of maybe a couple of mixes or something. Yep. And it, the, the time here allowed him to go back in and tweak a few things. Yeah. And he says, you know, I unapologetically state that because I had been in the midst of not only playing gigs in Vegas and doing a bit of touring, but going down to studios here in Nashville and recording, having cameras and musicians floating around. I'm engaged with people everywhere. And all of a sudden that stops. And I'm like, what the hell? There's no touring. There's no going to other studios. There's no collaborating with people. And I don't know what to do, honestly. So, you know, I wasn't very excited to sit in front of my laptop with an acoustic guitar and keep playing a bunch of songs that just didn't interest me. So then, you know, someone told him, go on YouTube. You know, and he has this great studio that he's been, um, you know, broadcasting from. And he was one of the first ones who did the um, drive-in theater um, concert. And he did it for first responders or medical professionals in Vanderbilt. Yeah. And we've said this before on the podcast. We've met him. You've met him a couple of times. You've had the pleasure of interviewing him like one-on-one for a big project. And he is one of the nicest guys if you ever meet him. He looks you in the eye. He pierces you with those eyes and you're just like Wah! and you're overcome as I've told you before with the smell of patchouli and unicorns and rainbows and everything that's just groovy in life like cotton candy and <sighs> but anyways 
Are you back? I'm back. He is so kind. He always uses your name, you know, and when he shakes your hand, he holds on to it like he lingers and you're just like, please, God, let time just stop and freeze and never end. And Are you back? I'm back. But anyway, and he smells fantastic. Okay. Remember when Keith Urban would play the rhubarb celebrity golf tournaments? Yes. As a member of the ranch. The ranch. Can you go back to when Keith Urban was a member of a trio called the ranch? Yes. And the song was Back to the Country, wasn't it? I'm going back to going to fill my well. Yeah, we need to add that one. To the Hype Song playlist? Yeah, we'll add that this week, right. actually. We'll add two Keith Urban songs. We'll add a ranch song in that. That's a great song. Yeah. Is that a, is that a ranch song or is that uh, a Keith Urban keep song? Keep talking. I'm looking. I'm like, we're a semi-music podcast. <laughs> I, that's a Keith Urban song. That's not a ranch song. But anyways, we will add a ranch song. Yes. And he, well, I think there only was one. Yeah. <laughs> that was popular. Uh, Walk in the Country. That's it. Yes. Yes. Um, the other the, the other song I was singing is a Keith Urban song, but we will add the ranch song. But yes, and he was very um, he was a newbie. I mean, and his Australian accent was so thick, um, and he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun when he this would do back these in, golf tournaments. Uh, back in ninety seven. Yeah, the thing that I love about Keith Urban is he's very very open about his struggles with um, addiction. And his um, sobriety that he's incredibly proud of. And he is one of those people who doesn't shy away from from that. He's just like, he's so open. He's, he's talked so openly about it. And it's very interesting during the years when we have um, met him or you've interviewed him um, or seen him, he's been in different stages. You know, I remember we went to see a show at the Fox Theater and it was a very small, intimate show. And um, the next day. He went to rehab. He went to rehab. And I will tell you, we have a picture. Um, we have a picture where we went backstage and met him. I was pregnant at the time. I think I was pregnant with Charlotte. And um, he was not the same Keith. It's very interesting. When we went backstage to meet him, he, his hair was very dark. It wasn't like blonde like it is now. And he just had a heaviness about him. And I know that sounds crazy, but he did. And um, we didn't know anything was going on. You know, no one really did. But literally the next day he checked in to rehab. And I think he's been had a very, you know, listen, sobriety is a minute by minute thing. You can't ever say he's doing great. He's kicked it. He's he's on the other side. But once an addict, always an addict. Absolutely. But he's very open about the fact that um, it's a muscle. And that's what I've heard him call it. And I think that's a very interesting way to describe it. If it atrophies or if you think, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay, it'll creep back up on you. It's kind of like working out. So he said it's a muscle that he exercises every day. And he is a big proponent of, um, we've talked about it before, of meditation. He does yoga. He's Y'all he, have that in common. Yes. Yeah. The meditation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but anyway, he's just, he's a great guy. He really is. One of, I'll share Keith Urban's story with you right now. Um, and it's one of the funniest things. And this just shows you how Keith, um, he's he's doesn't take himself too seriously to be at the level of superstardom that he is. This is back when Dallas and I were doing mornings, and we had him on a sat tour, meaning he was you know you dial him in on a satellite. He's at a studio in Nashville somewhere, and you dial him in on a satellite, and you have like a seven minute window, and he probably did twenty morning show interviews around America that morning. So, um, you know, say your time was eight to eight oh seven, you're ready to go at eight o'clock with Keith Urban. And we had been talking on the morning show 
uh, out, you know, before Keith about things that you didn't know about your spouse before you got married. And so Dallas decides to pull Keith Urban into that topic. Hmm. And she says to him, now, Keith, was there anything that Nicole didn't know about you before y'all got married? Oh, my gosh. And there's this pause. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, gosh. What is he going? How is he going to respond to that question? And Dallas did not. She didn't mean it. No, this was not. uh, We never did the gotcha moments. It wasn't our style. I've I've never done that It was just an innocent question. It was very innocent. And Keith knew it. And so he says back after a pause, he says, well, there was that one thing, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, because so, when they know, got together. Well, I mean, I think that when they they got married, he was in rehab within. Right. I mean, a couple months, maybe. Yes. I think. And, yes. and Nicole wasn't aware of. Some of his struggles. Some of that. You know? Yeah. But, well, there was that one thing, Dallas. And I won't do his Australian <laughs> accent, but it was uh, it was a very funny moment. And I was like, yeah, Dallas, that one moment, that one thing. The big thing. You know, that everybody but you clearly knows. That's so funny. About Keith Urban. Yeah. it's a, I, I can't wait to hear this new project. I haven't heard a lot of it, but. Um, it's going to be great. And if you know anything about Keith Urban, it's not going to be six songs. It's going to be 11 bangers, as the kids say. All right. We'll add those two to the Caddy and Donna Hype Song Spotify playlist, which you can find on Spotify. I still haven't gotten the password and username and link. So I'm still listening to commercials when I check out the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Okay. Every three songs uh, flow from progressive pop song to tell me about how I need to insure my boat, which I, I wish I had. <laughs> with who is she with? Is she got flow with progressive? I think I don't know. Anyway, we'll get you that. All right, that please. information. Text that to me if you don't mind. Sure. The August menu is up at dinneraffair.com. It's banging. You ready? Chicken piccata, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite dinner affair dishes, uh, with uh, the lemon and and uh, white wine and the butter and the capers. And this is a dish that you can prepare. It's an entire meal that you can prepare on your stovetop in ten to fifteen minutes. That's the great thing about dinner affair. Everything that you need for each meal comes in your dinner affair package. Yeah, and if you don't like capers, don't use them. Also have an Asian pork tenderloin this month. White lasagna with chicken and artichokes. Oh my gosh. Italian turkey burgers. All on the August menu. Dinneraffare.com Dinneraffare.com $30 off your first order when you enter the promo code caddy. And that's uh, that $30 off offer. $30 off offer is any you size. use it for any size package that they have. 30 minutes or less, fewer steps, no shopping, chopping, washing, measuring, none of that. They do all that for you. And easy cleanup, too. And you can store the meals in your freezer for later. Yeah, absolutely. They come frozen. And you don't have to be. There's there's contactless delivery with Dinner Affair. Yeah, and for example, we did breakfast for dinner last night. So we didn't have a Dinner Affair meal. Tonight, we're having a Dinner Affair meal. I had someone reach out to me that said that they listen to our podcast when they're working out and that your Dinner Affair meals just wreck them. Because they're starving by the time they get off the treadmill. And if you think they sound good, wait until you taste them. Just trust us. Thai shrimp with basil coconut rice on the August menu. Always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready when you need it most. Dinneraffare.com. Dinneraffair.com. The official meal kit for families. Up in Gainesville on Browns Bridge Road, Gallery Furniture has been a fixture of locally owned family-run businesses for over three decades, for over 30 years. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Uh, if you have been in Atlanta, if you consider yourself an Atlantan, then you go back to watching Braves games back in the day and seeing uh, the Wolfman 
And they'd be in those and, crazy and outfits. Donna. Yes. And just the skits that they would do during these commercials. And I, I think I read somewhere, or Donna told me at one point, I mean, they did hundreds, if not thousands of these yeah. commercials uh, through the years. Wolfman has passed, no longer with us, but Donna, his daughter, is still around. And her daughter, Marilyn, uh, really runs the show at Brown at uh, the Browns Bridge Road location of Gallery Furniture. Yeah, and the great thing is, is as many years that have passed, the service, the people that are there have not changed. The fact that you can get quality, quality furniture right now. You can load it up. You don't have to wait for delivery. You're going to go to one of these big box retailers. You're going to go over to the computer. You're going to have be dead set on what you want, and they're going to tell you that you're going to have to wait two months to get your furniture. Donna has access to so many lines of furniture. She will sell you something off the floor if she doesn't have it in stock. They will work with you. They finance there, and they will deliver, or you can drive it out that day. Do yourself a favor. Go up and take a look. They've rearranged the entire showroom. And when you walk in, it's going to be so comforting to you because you're going to see Donna and Marilyn. They're there all the time. So do yourself a favor and go up. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman.com Gallery Furniture. Uh, proud sponsor. And we're excited to have them. And uh, been friends of the family for, for decades ourselves. So the guidance counselor has fur and a wagging tail. But he will always listen to you and will never break your trust. The hashtag is fake homeschool facts. What does that mean? The little puppy dog is your guidance counselor oh. when you're homeschooling, when you're at home. Yeah. And he has fur and a wagging tail, but he will always listen to you and he will never break your trust. Oh. Like that guidance counselor did back in elementary school when they called your she mama. She called your mama. When you told her something. Don't that, call my mama. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my mama. And then you get that call. Did you, you may not know this, but your child feels and you're like, oh. And then you get called in for a meeting of therapy with a a guidance counselor at your child's elementary school who just graduated college six months ago. But probably has good ideas. Okay. So the hashtag fake homeschool facts with, with this is trending on Twitter. I, I, I've gotten into the Twitter trending thing. I used to never check what's trending. Mm -hmm. The little, uh, uh, the little, uh, hashtag, you think? Yeah. Well, the, what do you call it? Thing? The, the magnifying glass. Yes. You hit that and you see, I'm sorry. <laughs> you yes. know that thing. Yeah. Uh, but you can see exactly what's trending, not only where you live, but but also nationally. And well, and it, sometimes it gives you a, a clue of what's going on in the world. You like you you can get, and I know people say you shouldn't get your news from Twitter, but you could definitely get breaking news from Twitter on what's, because you're like, why is everybody talking about this person? Well, you see someone trending. Um, I saw, you know, Cat Stevens was trending. Uh, what happened in, to him? in the past? Well, that you wonder. It's almost like a game you play with yourself. Yeah. And so you're like, did he die? Is the first thing that comes to mind. Well, did he? Um, no, he didn't. Okay. He didn't. But that's the first thing that uh, that you come up with. All right. So we're going to go through some of the. Are you are you pressing me to move on here, Donna? Well, what are the homeschool fails? Is we're, that is that we're what on you, the edge of our seat? Movie is? <laughs> right, okay. I think you're being a smart ass. <laughs> I think you're being a smart ass. I'm on my. I'm going, Donna. Okay. You ready? Yes. Running a homeschool has proven to reduce blood pressure, heart rate, and raise endorphins in parents. Is that true? That's not true. No, Donna, these are fake. Oh, okay, yes. Fake homeschool facts. Okay, yes. That is not true. Here is my toddler homeschooling schedule. 8 to 10 a.m. frozen. 10 to noon frozen 2. Lunch. (laughs) 1 to 3 frozen. 3 to 5 (laughs) frozen frozen 2. You can get through a whole day with that. (laughs) Um. If you catch a homeschool parent talking to themselves, it's actually a parent-teacher conference. Oh, I love that. Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> Housework replaces gym class. The um, hashtag is fake homeschool facts. I'm all for that. You can pick from electives such as pie-making with grandma, long rambling stories with grandpa, carpooling with mom, how to be a Karen with your aunt, 
gambling with your uncle, a guide to Barbies with your younger sister, and dad jokes with dad. I love it. Somebody told me that they told their kid that they were having a problem with their laptop that they had gotten from the school or whatever. And they were like, I need your help. I need your help fixing this. And they were like, listen, call IT. And they're like, you are IT. You know, You're like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> the curriculum includes, no, that's not how you put it in the dishwasher. Don't write on the walls and make detailed notes during the next hour-long marathon of Paw Patrol. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag is fake homeschool facts. The lunch lady is just as pleasant as real school. Meaning your mother. Yeah, hardly. Who's in there throwing something Here's together. Here's some green beans. It's yeah. a challenge. It's a, we've talked about this, but it's, it's ongoing. It's, I mean, the, day, the, 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 the days are ticking, Ugh. and then school is, at this point, for most, uh, Mere a two, weeks two away. three-week reality at this point. Well, and and I'll tell you this. We've talked about it before. We have one, one of our daughters goes to a public high school. She's going to be a junior next year. Really important year. Um, and then our other daughter is um, 14 and she goes to a private school and they are going back. They keep saying, I keep checking every day. Are they still going back? Are they still going back? And I'll tell you the going back has presented, I mean, you know how you say, be careful what you wish for. It's presented as many problems as the staying home because now I'm in hyper going back to school mode, which is got to have a new backpack because she's used the same one for like two years. Um, you have to get a new backpack all the time, even when they're not like nothing's wrong with them. I got to get her hair cut. You know, you got to get the hair trimmed. Um, she needs some like black jeans because that's what they wear. I'm just like now I'm in like at least, you know, like some I heard this funny thing where they said school supplies are like a six pack of beer for the parents and, you know, the Wi-Fi code. I mean, but now she actually needs real school supplies to go back. And so I'm like, okay. And for the first time since March. Yeah. And I, so now I'm in a different kind of panic mode where I'm like, because there is something, and as much as we want them to go back to school, there is something relieving about knowing that you don't have to go and do that back to school, number one, shopping list where they need clothes and stuff that they're never going to wear, that they insist they are, and you're going to find tags on them and they're still hanging in the closet like six months later. And the dreaded school supply list well plus the dreaded curriculum night oh god open house night parents night let's make all of those one, one night, night. Well, let me and we about, said that for years well, let me tell you about the school supply list i'm a big believer you know like they love when they're little they love picking out their own school supplies and then when they're older you just want to like write a check and have this box miraculously drop out of the sky which like, happens yeah like from top gun or something you know what i mean and it just like falls on the the matrix, like on their desk. And they're like, here are all your school supplies. But when they're little, and if you have little kids, you remember this. I know you and I went through this, where you'd be going down the list and you're like, okay, you need whatever, four glue sticks. And they had to have a, it, like they were so obsessed with what was on the list. It's like, no, it says you need four, you know, Elmer's glue sticks. Like, okay, you can get any kind of glue stick, but you would spend hours on the school supply, you know, Ugh. The pencils and the pens and the markers. And then there's the add-ons that you always had to throw in, which were the, you know, the add-on section. The wish items. Yeah. Well, they weren't wish items. They used to be, but then they became like, they need, and imagine what it would be now if they went back. Because they needed like tissues and Clorox Hand wipes. sanitizer. Can you imagine? They'd probably have you like, okay, we need 42 bottles of hand sanitizer and some, a disinfectant UV light. Like every kid had to have their own UV light. And you have to like order it off Amazon or something. Find all this stuff. Because I think they used to put you on a snipe hunt. There was always the one item on the um, on the back to school list that you couldn't find. Like this, okay, for Will, it was the TI calculator, you know, that was like this ridiculously expensive calculator that was supposed to help him get through math, which didn't. Here's the thing, though. I don't, 
I don't think he had the charger for the calculator. So I remember when he went to take his like SAT, he had his calculator. And I'm like, did you charge your calculator? And again, same as the clarinet with the reeds where he didn't know that the clarinet needed reeds. He said to me, wait, the calculator has to be charged. I'm like, okay, we probably should just not do the SAT today. You know, if we don't know that our calculator needed to be charged. But there was always that one weird item. It's almost like the teacher. Yeah, it was like an Easter egg. Right. The, you know? the teacher was curious if anybody would find it. Could you find it? And it, often I wonder now, looking back, since you bring this up, if it wasn't a real item. I no, wonder if there exactly. weren't a couple items that didn't exist. Like maybe the TI-5200 was really uh, didn't exist. There was a TI-3200. And there was. And that was the thing. You would go through all of them. Olivia had to have this weird protractor one year. And I'm like, what? Like I used that back in the like. 70s you know she's like no i have to have this protractor i'm like what are you going to use this for and then for charlotte it was a catholic bible and i like got a bible but then it wasn't a catholic bible and then i had to go back and get a catholic bible i was like okay listen well charlotte since fourth grade went to a a catholic Catholic school school. which is fine and i'm all up for getting the school supplies but it was almost like it was like an adult um scavenger scavenger hunt what's it what's the read story Oh, well, Will, I kept saying when he had his clarinet, which he played, he blew maybe two times, I would say, between fifth and eighth grade. And he, at one point, I said, don't you need new reeds? And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, how are you playing a clarinet and you don't know that you have to have reeds for your clarinet? He's like, oh, yeah. The, the wooden, the thing, he, he, he said, the wooden things that look like the ice cream spoons. I said, yes, those. That's you, a reed. You can't have used the okay. same reeds for four years. But he did. Yeah. And remember that was always when he got off the bus, it's like, where's your clarinet? This is the first question. I don't know. Every day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't you, didn't you use it? He was like, where's like Waldo? fourth period? The clarinet became such like a big deal. Like there's that one thing with your kids when they're little, whether it's their fleece jacket, you know, or their if if they go to private well, a lunch a lunch box. lunch box if they go to private school with Charlotte it was always the blazer that they had to wear to chapel, you know, and in their defense, I bought Charlotte. You know, if you have kids that go to private school, you quickly learn about the used uniform store because it saves you money. And when you're a newbie private school parent, if you're one of those, you think I am never going to let my kid wear used uniforms because there's lice and weird things. And you're that you, you quickly get over that quickly. Trust me by like year two. And so I bought Charlotte like a used blazer. And so I was like, where's your blazer? And she kept saying to me, well, I don't know whose name was in it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, it's a used blazer. So you have to like go through when you lose it. You have to know if your blazer was like Jenny Jones, Mike Smith, why wouldn't you just put her name in it? Because it already had someone's name in it. Okay. It's a mess. All right. This parenting is not easy. Tell you what. And it's tough to balance parenting and in, in, at school learning, virtual learning, and, and, and working a full-time job, too. What to wear when there's nobody to dress up except your cat in Zoom. In April, a Florida circuit judge sent a letter to local lawyers about proper attire during Zoom court hearings. Here's a piece from the uh, the letter. It is remarkable. It is remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriately on camera. We've seen many lawyers in casual shirts and blouses with no concern for ill-grooming in bedrooms with a master bed in the background. One male lawyer appeared shirtless and one female attorney appeared still in bed, still under the covers. So please, if you don't mind, let's treat court hearings as court hearings. And that is from Florida Circuit Judge. Dennis Bailey. 
I mean, I, that just cracks me up. I mean, who, you, who thinks that that's okay? Can you imagine you just come zooming in and, you're and like, we're all wearing the shirtless? same clothes that we've worn for days now and we're not showering still and there's all that going on. But if you're in a, if you're a, not just an attorney, but if you, if you work for a business, run a comb through your hair, especially if you're going to be in front of a judge. Well, I mean, you know, there's also in this article, it says, I think unrepentant sloppiness is the new fashion forward. So says Robert Kraft, a record producer and songwriter. And I agree with that somewhat. I, I mean, listen, um, I used to work with someone who kept a blazer on the back of their door, you know, so that they ever went out for meetings, they had it ready to go, you know, and they just kept it in their office for sales calls and stuff. And, you know, you always knew if someone was, think about the old days at work, you knew when someone was interviewing, like if they weren't a person who dressed up all the time and all of a sudden they showed up in like a suit, you were like, mm-hmm. Going on an interview. Somebody's, are you? somebody's in town. Yeah. <laughs> that is above his pay scale, or, or his or her. Or you're going school, to court. Or pay scale, or you're going to court. Either one. Yeah, but I do think that right now there is just this general sloppiness. I mean, I I've come to work doing this podcast with my hair wet because I don't have time to like dry it. And then I think, well, what's the point in drying it? Because it's just going to fry it out, and nobody's going to see me anyway. Except three or four people who probably want me to dry my hair. But the point is everybody is just living casually. And I said to you the other night, it was a Friday night. Charlotte and I went on a walk on our usual walk. And afterwards, we went were, to Dairy Queen. Well, we were on our hunt for ice cream. So we were going to go to the Kilwins over at Halcyon, which if you're listening outside of our area, it's just a big kind of like shopping area. You have them everywhere. Much of an open air. Yeah. And in the past, I wouldn't have gone to Halcyon on a Friday in like yoga pants and tennis shoes, and with my hair in a ponytail, I would have been like, okay, well, I got to go home and like take a shower and everything. And I told you, it was so freeing. We went over there, we got our ice cream, we sat in these chairs on the green, there were all these people dancing and probably not social distancing, but everybody looked the same. And there is something, I think, a little freeing about the fact that, you know, you can just kind of go and live your life. And it's not this thing of, okay, I need an hour to get ready. I've got to you know, it'll be an hour before we can go. And then you miss doing what you want to do because then the place closes or it's, it's just so casual now. I think employers though are like, this needs to stop. Well, especially for the, the lawyers that are a part of this judges that are shirtless in bed under the covers. <laughs> and you're doing a, You're doing a bond hearing for your client. Your nipples are showing through your duvet. <laughs> Does that make you less trustworthy, you think, as a lawyer, as an attorney? I don't, know. I don't know about that, but it's you have to have a little bit of decorum. You know, I saw uh, Bill Rawlings, who's a, a very dear friend of ours, and you're getting ready to partner with Bill on your own podcast. And he was hosting a huge fundraiser that he does every year for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Do you know that was a virtual fundraiser and they raised $1.6 million? Wow, in, that's in a virtual that's fundraiser. Fantastic. Yeah, but Bill shot a like a BTS behind the scenes picture and put it on a social media, and it was him. And he on the uh, top half, he's wearing his tuxedo and his he's got his bow tie. And he looks sharp as a tack, and then he's got on flip flops and a pair of board shorts or something yeah. underneath. <laughs> but that's okay because no one could see it. You right. know, he gave it. Well, that's my point the, yeah. though: is if you're going to you appear in front to, of a judge yeah. for a you know a, whatever a, a hearing with your client and you're doing it via Zoom, run a comb through your hair and and and. Yeah. Button your, your shirt. Well, if you think about it, you really only have to get half ready because you really that's just, my, that's yeah, what I'm saying. you're just getting ready from, from the waist up. When I worked in radio, terrestrial radio, I, I had two shirts at work because mm -hmm. you would go in in the morning. I mean, morning shows do even outside of a pandemic, 
don't dress up for the most part. I always took a little pride in what I wore because I looked at radio even as much fun as it could be working on a morning show. It's a business. After 9 o'clock, yeah. it's a business. When you, you might be called to a client. You never know who's going to be walking around. You never know if, if a sales rep's bringing around a new client. Um, and so I always had two shirts that were pressed and ready to go in a closet in the studio. And then I would also take in with me the shirt that I was going to wear that day. The two were just spares, just in case. But I would always take a, a starched shirt with me every morning on a hanger, and I wouldn't put it on until like 845. Yeah, because it's going to do nothing but get wrinkled while you're on, you know, while you're doing the morning show from five to. You've always done that though. Like when you drive somewhere, I thought it was very smart. You would wear like a t-shirt and you would hang your shirt in the back of your truck. Right, and you put your shirt on when you get to the location where you're yeah. going, so, so that, that it's you, not all wrinkled. Bam, I'm here. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, you mean business? I'm starched. Ah, yeah. I'm starched and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I think that. You know, and here's the thing: if you think about it, the top half right now is pretty easy to find something to wear. The bottom half is tricky. Because that's when you have to button your pants. So if you just really think about making the upper half of you presentable, then you can be wearing your like loungewear on the bottom and you don't have to worry about buttoning your pants. Is you it know? okay to wear pajamas out in public during people, the pandemic? I mean, people do. People are. I saw some padding around the other day at Target. Here's the thing with these younger kids, loungewear is a whole decorum. You know, with you and I, we probably would have never gone out in our pajama pants. These kids nowadays, it's like it's like a slippery slope between loungewear and going out wear. You know what I mean? So pick out your clothes carefully. Yeah. At least on the top half. Exactly. Trace Kusno's real estate expert advisors, they're going to invest six figures in the marketing of your home. They're going to put your home in front of the eyes that need to see it. I've said this before. I want to say it again. When you list with Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, don't be doing just a test. Like, let's see how much money we can get for our home. Just to, you know, let's just see. We're thinking about moving. You, you can't be in the thinking about moving stage when you list with Tracy Cousineau because she's going to sell your home, like, possibly the next day, and you're going to be out on the street. So if you don't mean business, uh, Trace Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, they're simply uh, not for you. But if you do mean business and you want to get uh, up to 18% more, for your home than traditional real estate agents, list with Tracy Cousineau, tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. You can also reach out to Tracy Cousineau at 855-MY-EXPERT. Tracy Cousineau, they have sold many homes that have failed to sell with other agents. Find out about their proven marketing systems that help you save money while selling your home. tracycousineau.com. When you are injured in a car accident, you make one call to Hurt 911, and you're done. They take it from there. They partner you with an attorney that's going to take care of your case. You're not going to pay you anything unless they win your case. They're also going to partner you up with an injury doctor if need, uh, and, and also medical specialists if, if, if your accident requires that. Think of all the things that are going to pile up while you're out of work after suffering a car accident. They project and include all of that in the settlement that they negotiate with your insurance company. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. A big thanks to uh, Dr. Brian Veal and the entire group at HURT-911 for their support of my second act. 1-800-HURT-911. You want the best and you get the best. They manage all sorts of car accident cases and there is zero out-of-pocket cost to you to be seen by Hurt 911 attorney and doctor. No charge to you unless they win your case. 1-800-HURT-911. 
where you want to go from here? I think we should talk about our new stuff. All right. So we have so appreciated the support and partnership with the Appa Media Group here in downtown Alpharetta, which is where we record the podcast uh, twice a week. They have studios here at the Appen Podcast Network. And so in a meeting about um, three months ago, we were talking about my second act and and how it was moving along and, and how we could um, potentially expand my second act. And it was decided during that meeting that Cadillac Jack, my second act, probably needed to stay where it was at, at two days a week. New episodes, as you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And the whole point of that is hopefully to have you look forward to those two days and we're not boring you with content every single day just to have content every single day. And I'm a big believer in that. And I think that there are different ways to look at it. But my thinking is this, that two hours a week of my second act is probably about much any more than that. It's easy for a listener of the podcast to get to, tired of it. To, 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 well, that is <laughs> called pod fatigue. Yeah. There's actually a word for it. It's yeah. called pod fatigue. And, a lot of podcasts see it. Now we are very fortunate right now looking at the numbers that weeks one and two of July, uh, we've seen record numbers of, of downloads and you have no idea how grateful we are for that. So Cadillac Jack, my second act will continue as it is, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. So rather than expand that, um, particular part, this particular podcast, we decided, you know what, why don't we launch new products, uh, a new podcast for each of us. So I want you to go first, Donna and talk about, um, I mean, this is exciting. We're very excited about this. And you have partnered with uh, our very good friend and expert about nearly everything, Bill Rawlings. Yeah. So Bill and I have been friends for a long time. You heard him do the intro um, to one of our podcasts. And he, Bill is just a very, very funny guy. And Bill and I have a great chemistry. Um, and we've been friends for a long time. And both Bill and I, our conversations around work have always led to the fact that both of us are big believers in what is known as the hustle. And if you listen to the podcast, you hear me saying sometimes when I'm describing people, they're a hustler, they're a hustler, like a, you know, some of the different people that have um, introed our podcast. And basically, and, and Bill is a big proponent in it too. And what Bill and I always talk about is, you know, I went to the University of Georgia, fine school, he's an Alabama graduate, proudly. And, you know, we're certainly educated, but we may not be the smartest people in the room, but what defines success for different people sometimes is just hustling and doing whatever you have to do to be successful, to launch your business, to um, mentor people, to be a great manager, that you're willing to um, outwork the competition and that you have this attitude that you refuse to back down or lose. And so what we're going to do is interview people. We're going to do the podcast two times a month. And we're going to interview different people that I think you're going to find are fascinating. And they're from all walks of life. They are from all areas of the country. And some of them are young. Some of them are have been doing their careers for a long time. And they're not all going to be career based. Um, you can be a hustler and be a stay at home mom or dad. You know, you can be a hustler. And one of the one of the first people we're going to talk to is a child that's overcome cancer. And his outlook on life will surprise you. And the way he um, looks at the world and gratitude. And so um, 
there's just a lot of different ways to look at, at life. So it's not going to just be a podcast where if you don't have business interest, you're not going to have an interest in it. It's just really fascinating people. It you know we're going to keep it to 40, 30, 45 minutes. So you can listen to it, you know, on your way in or obviously we don't want you to stop listening to my second act. And I know for you and I, one of the first questions I said is, boy, I bet people are going to get tired of of listening to us. And it is a very for me because I was never in radio, sometimes it is awkward to um push out products and talk about them. But I'm really proud of what we've done with my second act. And I'm really excited about this podcast and yours. And I will say this, while we want you to listen to all three podcasts, there's going to be some people who may listen to one who don't listen to the other two who listen to two and don't listen to three. The great thing about podcasting, I just had a conversation with someone the other day that is getting into podcasting. And they said, I was hesitant to tell you about it because I didn't want you to think I was competing with you. And I said, that's crazy. I said, there's plenty of room, you know, come on in. Um, And that's the beautiful thing about what we're doing is just like you listen to my second act, you probably listen to nine or 10 other podcasts, you know, and we just want to be another program that you can listen to and give you different options. So um, we can't say it enough. Thank you for your support. It's been it's been a rocket ride since January. And we're not going anywhere with my second act. But I think you'll really enjoy the new the two new podcasts so tell them about yours all right so back in april we started to develop a podcast that we knew was going to be law enforcement content and basically a law enforcement type podcast one of my closest friends for years now has been officer phil ritchie uh, officer ritchie is with the alfreda department of public safety he is the canine handler he's the alpha as they call it in the law enforcement community speak yeah for Raider Raider is turning four here in the next week, I think. Um, and she is a Labrador retriever who was a runt and is fully grown in ways about as much as the sack of red potatoes that you're going to dig into tonight for dinner. Uh, she's very, very small, but she's so mighty. She is so mighty. And she is a, uh, she's trained for, for finding drugs. But she's also trained to be a community relations canine officer, meaning she spends a lot of time at Alpharetta High School here right. in Alpharetta. As a matter of fact, her name, Raider, comes from their mascot. They're the Raiders in Alpharetta High School. So we started to develop this podcast about April. In late May, uh, the life of George Floyd was taken in Minneapolis. And at that point, there was some shifting a little pause. Um, and, and so we said in conversations, is this the right time? Should we hit pause for a little bit? I didn't want to. Nor did Richie. But we also didn't want to be tone deaf. Right. To, to what was going on. on. Yeah. So we were uh, always in communication with the city of Alpharetta which you know they needed to sign off on this particular podcast because he does represent, as his Raider, the city of Alpharetta. And I do too now as a deputized officer. This is where it gets <clears> tricky, <throat> folks. Of the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety. Mm-hmm. So it's called Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. Caddy Wagon being a play on Paddy Wagon, which is what you get loaded into when you go to jail. Yeah. Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider is the podcast. Both podcasts can launch in mid-August. And early subscriptions will be starting here very, very soon. We'll certainly let you know about all of that. The idea for Caddy Wagon is, and 
Rich and I have talked so many times, and um, you know, I have spent in the past two weeks over twenty four hours, an entire day with Richie and Raider on the road on ride alongs. Uh, they're yeah, they're called ride alongs. Um, and I've done twelve hour shifts, one twelve hour shift, and you know, two six hour shifts with them. Um, and in part of Caddy Wagon is going to be real time uh, calls that like we are audio dispatched from to. those calls. Yes. Yeah, and so it's going to be kind of a different sound for a podcast. But one element in every podcast, again, we're, we're shooting for 30 to 45 minutes, just like you are in Hustle, um, is, is going to be a real-time dispatched call. Like You will hear the siren. You will hear Richie revving the engine of, of his SUV as we you know speed up. Or in pursuit or what's uh, going on. Whatever the case, whatever kind of call it is. And then there's always a follow-up as to what happened, what could have been differently, how this could have been avoided. It was very important to both of us that there be learning and teaching moments with this podcast. Yeah, and I think people have so many questions. Um, anytime someone knows that we're friends, even with a policeman, they're like, could you ask them this? Like, you know, people are, they have questions and they're almost sometimes afraid to ask the police because they think that immediately, you know, you, I'm sure Richie hears all the time. I'm just asking for a friend, you know, but there's a lot of questions around law enforcement and Richie's one of the best. Um, you know, he, you've been able to see, and y'all talk about that on your podcast that, you know, he's just, uh, he treats everyone with dignity. And I think there's a lot to learn from it, no matter what side you stand on any of the issues out there. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is just about, um, real, like you said, real time calls, um, a lot of information about canines, um, canine officers, um, true, true crime are some of the, uh, that category is one of the most, if not the most popular podcast so we're gonna have true crime stories gonna have special guests gonna be a lot it's gonna be fun it's not gonna be heavy please don't think that for a minute what i've learned though donna after spending 24 hours over the course of two weeks with uh with richie Richie raider on the road um is he is a very very compassionate law enforcement officer right as are most right right and we have been on calls from just traffic stops on georgia 400 to Domestic calls, which right now during a pandemic, those are increasing. Yeah, which is very sad. Uh, we have been on all, I mean, imagine any call in 24 hours, we have been on it. And what I have taken away most of all is that there is this compassion for law enforcement. Uh, the law enforcement officers have for their community. They're not out to get you. That's right. not why they do this job. Not all of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and there's, you know, and I think that, he can talk about some of the whys of how they do things and, and just general questions. It's going to be great. The other thing that you've learned from riding with um, Richie and Raider is that they don't eat it. They don't eat enough for you. They don't stop enough for snacks. Don't know. Well, they, no, they do. <laughs> well, Rich, no, no. I mean, no, we, Richie's a coffee drinker. I'm not. So I've learned that Starbucks has tea on their menu, which I didn't know. Uh-huh. Like a passion tea. Oh yeah. Those are good. I've never had that. I've, I've never been inside of Starbucks before my life. I've never oh, had a cup of coffee in my gosh. life. Yeah, but when you're on patrol for 24 hours with a police officer, you 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 get coffee at racetrack, at Dunkin', at Starbucks. Um, you cracked me up. Some of the texts you've sent me along your ride along. She sent me a text the other night that said, "I'm in the middle of a domestic call, and you know, you describe some situations going on." And my text back to you was, "Stay in the car." Which I do. Yep. You're in domestics. There, there are certain calls that, that I, you know, you Just can't go. Just stay on. in the car. Here, here's a funny story. Don't get in the way. Well, I don't want to say, but this was this this particular domestic turned out to be. It was a eighteen year old, seventeen year old child who was going against what their parents wanted them to do. Well, here's yeah. the deal: if you're under eighteen and you live at home, you got to do what your parents want to do. Right. So this child, this teenager, seventeen year old kid, called nine one one to report his parents. 
for right. a domestic. Right. Now, it was a verbal domestic. There was nothing physical about it, but they still have to respond sure. because it is. You don't know what you're getting into on a call like this. And so um, there were probably four different patrol cars and SUVs that responded to this particular call. I sat in the, the SUV with Raider. Raider has a condo in the back of his SUV, and that's where she stays. But you can open and up her little- air conditioned. Oh, you need gosh. to tell everybody that. Yeah, yeah, well, she's treated like the queen that she is. Right. And so um, I'll open up her little door to her apartment, to her penthouse. I'll be like, come on, Raider, you can come up here. Which which he probably doesn't want you to do. No, it's not yeah. that. He's on, he's inside. We're doing a traffic stop or something. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, come on, Raider, you can come up here and see Godfather Candy. I'm her Godfather. Uh-huh. And so she'll stretch and she'll put her little paws. Again, she's a, she's a runt. You know, she was the runt in the litter. She's a very small dog, but mighty. And she'll come up on the little console, the center console, and she'll put a little pause, and then she'll just start macking on me and just oh. kissing and kissing and kissing, and then she'll hop in my lap. Oh, boy. And I'll be like, Daddy's coming back. He'll be back in a little bit. And then she'll go over to his seat, and she'll sit in Richie's driver's seat. And then I can hear him kind of when he's coming because you hear the click of him she unlocking the patrol car. And she, when she hears that click, she knows <laughs> back back to her apartment. And she'll get up and walk back to the apartment, and I'll shut the door like nothing ever happened. Well, and she has a window when people, because she's pretty well-known in our area. Well, she's been on TMZ. Yeah. She's been in the national media. She's a very well-known canine dog. And so she has a window that when people come up and they're like, oh, I want to see the dog, and he can push the window and she can put her head out. She is an officer. She's an officer of the law. And there are you're going to have great canine stories from around the country. There's so many great canine dogs out there doing amazing work and amazing things. So it's going to be a great podcast. We hope you'll join us for all three. Don't leave us on my second act, okay? And you'll get notification when you early subscribe, when you pre-subscribe to, to whether it's Hustle with Don and Bill Rawlings or Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider, you get notifications yes. every day when a new podcast. So basically, you're going to get a new podcast four days out of five, five four weekdays out of five. Yeah, we don't want you to After go mid-August. anywhere. No, but. and I think it's going to be great. I will say this too, that um, Richie's wife is a sergeant with the Milton Police Department. Milton and Alpharetta are cities that, that border one another in North Fulton County. And we were on a call on the last ride along, and I'm actually doing another one uh, this evening. We were on a call. Um, it was a, a very serious call at a, at a, a, a hotel in, in Milton. Well, right there on the border, actually. And so Chelsea was working for Milton and Richie is working for Alpharetta and they're on the, they're on the call together. Oh, that's funny. And so Chelsea was working a shift five, eight to five P we were done at like midnight. And so we met in the office depot parking lot so that they could see one another before Richie and Raider went home. That's and funny. I'd never seen them together. Like they have matching police SUVs. They Aww. look, you know, even though again, she's city of Milton in, in Richie's city of Alpharetta, but they use the same Ford SUV. She's except higher ranked for, than Well, him. except for Chelsea says supervisor on mm-hmm. the side because she's a sergeant with the Milton Police Department and actually outranks her husband, Richie. But they have all matching bulletproof vests, you know, they wear and they both say Richie. I, I hadn't seen Chelsea. She was Sergeant Chelsea Walters and now it's Sergeant Chelsea uh, Richie. And so I hadn't seen her bulletproof vest with the Richie That's on it yet. Name, and so yeah. it was just cool to see them together and see them interact. And, you know, when Raider saw Mama uh, and it was dark and we were in the parking lot. But when, when Raider knew that mama was there, I mean, she just perked up and went through her little window and um, they're, uh, they're a great couple and, yeah. and we're blessed to know them and to have them as friends and yeah, it's going to be fun. Look forward to it. So we're expanding and, and hope that you will be a part of the expansion with us. Yes. Bill Gentry intro the show today. 
We're going to do pod peeps first. Oh, you have a pod peep. While you do that, let me check the number. Yes. Okay. Yes. Before we get to the wonderful Bill Gentry, I want to talk about um, Jason. You know, we talked about cameos on the last uh, couple of pods ago. Right. Where you pay to have a celebrity give you a message. Yeah. So it was my app. It was my appy. And cameo is where you can pay to have a pseudo celebrity. I guess in some cases a celebrity Um, wish you happy birthday or leave you a message or whatever. Okay. Well, Jason had no idea that cameo was out there. So he went there and he was going to send his brother a cameo from Ric Flair. Okay. The wrestler. Rick, Nature Rick boy. Rick yes. Flair. What does he say? Woo. Uh, Snap it to Slim Jim or something. I don't know. No, he has that thing. He always says, woo, or whatever. Anyway, we'll think of it. Somebody's saying it out loud. Um, but he didn't know. He thought from us talking about him that they were all like, he didn't know there were different prices. Okay. He, so I feel kind of bad about this because he thought that maybe like they were all $15, $20 or whatever. So he Caitlyn put, Jenner was $2,500. I know, but I don't think he caught that. So he pushed the button and he sent a happy birthday message to his brother, Charles. It was $500. He got a bill for $500 for Ric Flair to do. Woo, look it up. What is the thing Ric Flair says? You me when I'm on my phone when we're recording. Yeah, but anyway, so he did his famous th- thing. Woo-hoo or something. Yeah. And so his brother got it and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then he got the bill. And well, so that's we, an expensive birthday present. Yeah. And so I felt kind of bad because he'd said, I thought every cameo was like $15 or $20 max. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Ric Flair says. Now, here's the good news about the $500. Ric Flair says he gives $100 to the CDC Foundation. What is that? I don't know. Maybe so. Like the Center for Disease Control? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Actually, yes. Because I think he's doing that right now because his wife actually was battling COVID. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's nice that he's doing that. But I mean, $500 is a lot. That's hefty for Rick I know. And I feel so bad that this guy did that and thought they were only $15. And you can't dispute it like the credit yeah. card company. I think he was kind of like asking me, like, like maybe like you and I insinuated they were $15, so we should pay the difference. But I'm like, that's not What happening. do you mean he insinuated that? That's, listen, if I had $485 right now, I damn well wouldn't be going to you for your brother's birthday present. Charles, what's his name? Or you Justin, hit the button. Jason. Jason. Sorry, Jason. His brother's yeah. Charles. Listen, tight, things are tough right now. Okay, and then the other one was Clancy. It's Clanc- not the first quite yet. The other one was Clancy. And I don't know if Clancy's a boy or girl. And we were talking about Mother's Finest in the last pod. Mm-hmm. And Clancy said that Mother's Finest had a female singer, and I do remember this, and she would come off the stage and, like, get in the crowd and be, like, getting everybody, like, dancing and stuff. They were, like, a party band. Like, you know, you would see them out, like, whatever, parties and stuff. So she said that Mother's Finest, she or he, again, I don't know if Clancy's a she or he, said that Mother's Finest was a big part of her younger days. Bill Gentry, intro of the show today. Golly, we could talk for for. A long time about old Bill Gentry. He's not old. Oh, my God. He's not old. Um, But Bill Gentry, we met him. um, I think we were talking about this. I think when we first met Bill Gentry is he had a band. His band was a 35-cent rodeo, and they played at different remotes at – we used to book bands for our country Right, for for an appearance. Like I was going to be at a – write a drug for two hours we take a band with us yeah and bill gentry has always 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 been in music if you have grown up in atlanta you have seen bill gentry play somewhere you have been to wild bills and you've seen him play and um he him and his sister mimi um they had a band for a while um, called the gentry's and they would play out places and Mimi was always much shyer than bill and you know bill 
Bill is one of those people that when he walks in the room, you would say, what does that guy do? Like he's somebody, you know how people just have an air about them. That's Bill. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting story. Bill used to, he's played forever. He's a great musician and he was playing at Cowboys and later Cowboys stole the fiddle player out of his band from the 35 cent radio. And one of the songs that Bill and Mimi and the band always closed with, and it was amazing was the, will the circle be unbroken? If you've ever seen Bill play, he always closed every show with will the circle be unbroken. Cowboys did not want him to play that song for whatever reason. So Bill said, you know what? I'm going to build my own place to play. And by golly, he did. And he did. The largest country music nightclub in America. In America. Back in the day. 5,000 heads uh, capacity. It used to be a 75,000 square foot service merchandise on Pleasant Hill Road in Gwinnett County. And what he did was, because he was a brilliant businessman before he got into um, owning this club, and... He went, he toured, I don't know if you remember this, but he went to every nightclub. He went to Billy Bob's. He went to every that. nightclub. He would fly. And took notes. And, and took notes. And had conversations with the owners and the managers. Copious about notes. What about he could what do works. to make it the best yeah. country nightclub in and, America. And the flow of it and how people came in and what they saw in the neon when they were waiting outside. It was a true experience. I loved Bill and I worked together. I worked with him as a client. He was one of my clients. We were dear friends with him. I loved working with Bill. Because he was one of those clients who just was so creative, had so many great ideas, and just really got the whole idea about marketing and branding. And at the time, if you think about Wild Bills, you know, it was it was ballsy to step out and build a club that big. Now, country was really in its heyday, I will say. But, um, you know, to know that you were going to be able to pack a place with that many people, and they did. And the thing that I will say about Bill and the 35 Cent Rodeo is um, they, this is the truth, there were many a night where they blew the headliner off the stage. And that's the truth. Now, where the headliner would come out and people would say, I can't wait for Bill to come back out and play. Or because it was just so much fun. Energy. Energy. And he would come down from, he would rappel down from the zip line. He is a tall, lanky guy. He kind of looks like a Keith Urban, you know, and just the presence that he had on stage was like no other. He still does some private events um, here and there, and they have a Facebook page, and you can go to the Bill Gentry Facebook page, and they have pictures from the heyday at Wild Bill's. You may see yourself in one or two. Mm. Yeah. Remember and, when Bill would often invite me up on stage, mm. which was always a mistake. Yes. Um to sing a song with them or you know i always did the intros with the wild, at, at wild bills, bills girls oh my gosh the wild bills wild girls chaps. yes mm -hmm. goodness but i remember new year's eve was always just a i mean a little sideways ooh -wee. wow i mean you were it's a valentine's day you were still recovering from new year's yeah. eve at wild bills it's a long night to hold on and to i midnight. remember we were back stage with mike macho and his wife callie and bill no, i think we we're in his dressing his daughter room. is callie uh, uh mandy, mandy mandy mike macho's wife mandy and we were back in in bill's dressing room before we went out and we'd been partaking of a lot of things and and um um uh, i started singing all the single ladies uh, single ladies from beyonce and doing the dance to it as Mandy well, still has a video. Which is not going to be seen by anybody but we have so many just like you if you're from this area you have so many memories of going to wild bills to see you know, Eric Church, when, when Eric Church played Mercedes-Benz Stadium back in the fall of he last year, he, I bet he referenced Wild Bills three, four times as he knew he had made yeah. it 
when he was able to sell out Wild Bills. Everybody came through that club. I mean, you know, there were days when there were better artists coming through that club than were coming to do like the sheds, larger tours. Like Lakewood, whatever. And you just always knew it was going to be a night because something special was going to happen, you know, because it was a small venue and they could kind of, you know, they were freer and they were looser. And I admire Bill so much as a businessman. Um, again, Bill has been a great friend to us always. Um, and country music runs through that guy's blood. If you've ever seen him entertain you know what we're talking about. Thank you, Bill, for your friendship. Thank you. For the intro and for your continued support of uh, My Second Act, the podcast with Donna and myself. If you live in North Fulton County, just a reminder that voting, uh, the window's soon going to close, but you can still vote. And we all, as residents of North Fulton County, we always look forward to this every year. It's uh, the best of North Atlanta. The 2020 Best of North Atlanta presented by App and Media Group. Vote for your favorite businesses, services, and uh, you know a whole lot more. And go to bestofnorthatlanta.com and cast your vote for the Best of North Atlanta presented by the App Media Group. But uh, reach out. That's a great way to do it. Social media on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Cadillac. And say to your smart speaker, play Cadillac Jack. In the most recent episode, whether you're at home or you're in the garage or you're in the basement working or you're at your office or on the job site. Uh, the most recent episode of My Second Act will begin to play. So we do have a small ask of you, three things. If you are able, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up with My Second Act. And uh, again, details in the next few days um, about uh, Hustle with Donna and and Bill Rawlings and also Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. Uh, we have an announcement there. We are seven reviews away from a very magical number. Not going to tell you what it is, but if this is so, do your Ernest Ainsley voice. We just need seven, seven if you would right now. Seven if you would pass the magic number. If you'd post seven reviews right now on the Apple Podcast reviews for Cadillac Jack and Donna with my second act. Now see now we need just six. Someone's posted. (laughs) We need just six right now to write a review. Yes. For Cadillac Jack, my second act. A five star review. A five star. Yes. Yes. You can't do five stars. Don't don't bother. bother. Yeah. Uh, number three, show our sponsors of love. And uh, we are so thankful for the support of 1-800-HURT-911 and Dinner Affair, dinneraffare.com. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, Georgia. And Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisor. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Part of the App and Podcast Network. Yeah.